Welcome to the Become Who You Are podcast, a production of the John Paul II Renewal Center. I'm Jack Riggert, your host, and I'm back with my good friend, uh, Tom Hampson. Uh, Tom's been out doing a lot of undercover work. He was a, he was a former investigator for child sex trafficking, uh, child porn. It's amazing stuff going on, isn't it? Well, today we're going to be talking about the greatest threat to our children, which is really what we teach them. You know, parents are starting to wake up all over the place now, and we continue in our series on stolen innocence um, to to really talk about that and and wake parents up, and they are waking up, and uh, we're starting to see parents getting engaged again and starting to realize that not only are they taking the hearts of our children, if we're not careful, they're going to take the heart right out of our country, and we're not going to have a place to live. You know, it's amazing how the tyrants of the world want to come in, isn't it? So buckle up and get ready for today's episode. It is so good to be with my good friend Tom Hampson again. We are going to be talking about really the greatest threat to our children, coming from an article that Tom wrote not too long ago. Tom, how are you? Good to see you. You're you're Doing you're good. recovering from COVID again, aren't you? Yes, yeah, right. I got COVID again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're just gonna get it's that going once around. a month, whether you what whether you need it or not, it's, right? It's gonna become like the flu every year or something. Unbelievable. So, Tom, you know, right now we're seeing, and you and I speak about this a lot, and and thanks to everybody that's joining us today. I mean, you know, when we see these currents of evil so often, sometimes people get confused. Some, You know, there's so many currents coming at them. I think you have a tendency to put your head in the sand and hide. And I think what we're going to talk about today and what we talk about so often is this attack on children. You know, we have these three necessary societies, marriage and the family, which includes our children, of course, uh, an attack on God and his church. And and then at the end of the day, this this all um, has an effect on the way we, we set up our civil and political society. The laws we put in, the the you know what emphasis do we have? And so right now we're seeing the demise of all three. But there's at the heart of all this is an attack on children, the way we educate children, the way we um, we love cho- the the children, the way we bring them up with uh, with the certain uh, values and virtues. And today we're getting away from this. So so I'm going to just read the first paragraph that you wrote here, uh, Tom, and then I'll open it up to you. According to Plato, the two most important questions for society is who will teach the children and what is taught to them. That was true 2,500 years ago, and it's still true today. Sadly, today there simply is no agreement on who teaches the children and nothing but confusion and wildly different positions on what should be taught. Therein lies the greatest threat to children in our modern age. And I would add, Tom, uh, that the uh, greatest threat to our uh, republic, to our greatest threat of of uh, dysfunction within marriage and the family, and so when you're talking, what we're talking about here, Tom, is the very root to uh, the solution and also the problem to everything we're uh, we're facing today. Well, that's right. Uh, we're raising our kids in chaos and confusion, which is the last thing children need. This is this starts at the very beginning of their their educational life, even in, in uh, preschool, they're starting to uh, indoctrinate children into the idea that um, there is no absolute truth. There's your truth, his truth, my truth. There, you know, there isn't, there isn't any one thing that's true. There's 
there's multiple truths and and that uh, you might not you might look like a boy, but you're not necessarily a boy. You could actually be a girl. Now, how is that going to be received by a four year old? Th- this is insanity that that is uh, that we're uh, teaching these children. It's no wonder the levels of anxiety are dramatically increasing in younger people today. Yeah. And, you know, when you talk about anxiety, depression, suicide, it's incredible how, how that's ramped up among our young people, mental illness in general. And you wonder why, right? So a lot of times you and I will be out speaking and somebody will say, why, what, you know, why are we indoctrinating our kids? Why are we not teaching them uh, some type of value system? And if, and if no value system, of course, we've thrown out, you know, the the Bible and 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 truth, like you said. But at the very least, then uh, let's teach them uh, 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 reading, arithmetic, right? Writing, reading, and arithmetic, if nothing else, at the very basics. Yeah. Um, why aren't we doing that? And why are the proficiency standards going down? And we're bringing this indoctrination. And in? well, I'll tell you, you know, people probably don't realize this, Tom. And let me just uh, let, let let me just read a little quote from uh, from Foster William Foster's uh, 1932 book Toward Soviet America. He was the national chairman of the American Communist Party at that time, and it left little doubt of the party's goal for American education. And he said this: among the elementary measures, the American Soviet will adopt to further the cultural revolution. And here's what we're and here's the why. It's a cultural revolution. It's one to actually disrupt uh, and and break down our culture. It's it's an it's an old uh, uh, Marxist plot, uh, Tom. But he said this: he wants to develop a national dev- department of education, and the studies will be revolutionized, being cleansed of religious, patriotic, and other features of the bourgeois ideology. The students will be taught the basics of Marxism and materialism. Now, that is exactly, in different ways, exactly what happened. And John Dewey picked that up and moved the Frankfurt, uh, Frankfurt School, founded by Marxists, to Columbia University, where they educated the future teachers and, and principals and, uh, and uh, superintendents. You know, Tom, and you know this already, but let, let me just repeat this for our audience. By 1950... Already a third of principals and superintendents of large school districts across the country had been trained there and returned to their districts to spread these theories throughout the nation. Now, that was in 1950, Tom. I mean, can you imagine? We've had a long time to work on this, and and this starts to get into the why and back to your premise on on the education of kids. And something has to happen here, uh, doesn't it? Well, they also were teaching the teachers of teachers. Uh, at Columbia, and one of those teachers was Bill Ayers, who was a who was a life committed communist from the from uh, the time he was in the Weather Underground, and he was educating other teachers. How many teachers did he did he teach uh, in the years that he was a professor at the University of Illinois in Chicago? And how many other teachers like him have been teaching? Uh, uh, students in in that in those same kind of ways. These people have taken over the educational system in our cult in our country right now. The the people who have been educated by the likes of Bill Ayers, who was a known terrorist and and communist. 
Yeah, he spent time in uh, he spent time in prison, <laughs> and then we, well, really, and then we no, beat, he, right. He actually got off. He got off scot free oh, and did. bragged about it. Yeah, because uh, he had uh, much of the information that had been developed against him by the FBI was acquired by um, by using uh, wiretaps that had been approved by the Attorney General. And later, there was a court case that went to the Supreme Court, where the Supreme Court said that was not sufficient. That that was that there, in order to get that kind of information, to get that kind of wiretap, you needed a court order. So all of the evidence that was that was developed against uh, Bill Ayers and all of the what they call the fruit of the poison tree that came from the original evidence of the wire from the wiretaps was all thrown out. So mm. essentially, there was nothing left of any case against him. Because of those, uh, because of the wiretaps that later were turned out to be uh, illegal, and yet they were when they were done at the time, they were done within the pr- procedures that had been established. So he he was uh, a murderer who got off at scot free. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Well, let, let let me bring up one more example, and I think this this will paint a pretty good picture because then I want to get into the National Education Association, the NEA, uh, which which you're very familiar with, the largest teachers union in the nation, which grew under the thumb of Marxist and communist organizers, and so this is this is uh, the avenue that was opened up then to bring the sexual revolution. So that I I quoted the 1950s already a third of the teachers and superintendents. Well, then the sexual revolution came in, and now they picked up on this and said, okay, this is going to be another a large avenue to get uh, to indoctrinate our kids. We're going to do it through sex education. So let me just read this one sentiment echoed by Chester Pierce, a notable professor of education and psychiatry at Harvard and a consultant for such children's educational shows such as Sesame Street. He said this, every child in America entering schools at the age of five is mentally ill because he comes to school with certain alliances to our founding fathers, toward our elected officials, toward his parents, toward a belief in a supernatural being, and toward the sovereignty of this nation as a separate entity. Pierce argued, it's up to you as teachers to make all these sick children well by creating the international child of the future. And so then we have the NEA that, that, that comes out of that type of a, of a mentality, uh, Tom, and then the sexual revolution opens up the national sex ed standards. And this is really where the twisting and distortions really, really went into high gear here, didn't it? Yes, it did. And part of it was because of the, in the interim, um, they began inculcating into our school system, the idea of this, this critical in the critical theory into the teaching, which is uh, was uh, explicitly stated by Paulo Freire uh, in, in his book *The Pedagogy of the Oppressed*. You know, this is the this became standard for that teachers were were educated in was this ped- pedagogy of the oppressed, which fits into the entire um, uh, idea of creating separate identities, separate groups of people who um, can be. I don't know, inspired to to work against the existing system. They are all uh, different categories of being oppressed, whether it's racial and the in the sex ed standards, it's sexual, sexual identity, because now we've got uh, the lesbian um, 
gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, uh, intersex, um, uh, asexual. I don't know. There's there's another A too. Um, and then uh, and then what? And then they have uh, the minor attracted person. All these different all these different groups are different categories that they can that they can raise up as people who are being oppressed by by our current culture. Uh, in addition to being uh, black, brown, uh, uh, Asian, uh, uh, American Indian, Asian Indian, whatever it might be, that uh, they can they can turn into different groups of oppressed people. So the children are being taught about all these different categories of people who are oppressed, and the major oppressor is the white is the uh, um, the male white person. What does that do to a child if he goes into if he goes into school in kindergarten or first grade or second grade, and they're being taught that they're either an oppressed or a, or an oppressor category? Yeah. How does that it, help them learn arithmetic and English, and how, how does that help them? Well, think? obviously, yeah. Well, obviously, it doesn't, uh, Tom, because the proficiency standards in in science and reading have just tanked it's amazing how fast and how far they've fallen uh and at the same time mental illness and these ideologies went up you know christine harley president and ceo of secus in in 2019 and i picked a 2019 article on purpose because i wanted this before covid i wanted this so there's there's no excuses about this but secus is sex education for social change and she wrote this she said uh it's 2019 and most young people in this country still are not receiving the quality sex education at school we know that sex edge is vital for providing young people with the information and skills they need to ensure their lifelong sexual being and and, and well-being she said we need to do to get better at highlighting the fact that sex education is also a powerful vehicle for social change sex ed for social change what does that mean and and think about this she said while sex education is necessary sexual health tool it can and should be so much more than that with sex sex education we have a golden opportunity to create a cultural shift tackling the misinformation shame and stigma that creates the basis for so many of today's sexual and reproductive health and rights issues like this Reproductive justice, well, reproductive justice, right? Most of the time that means abortion and, and killing a young person. LGBTQ equality, you know, what does that mean again? Sexual violence prevention, gender equal, uh, equity, dismantling white supremacy. So think about it. So, so, and she goes on and on again. So the point is, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to change just like we read, I, I read in the beginning here. We're gonna we're gonna use schools now for uh, social activism and not so much for education, not so much bringing uh, virtues and teaching virtues to children, teaching them the right way to live, teaching them a true identity of who they are and what's their meaning and purpose. We're not going to do that. We're going to use them as a tool to take down the rest of the nation and develop the nation the way these ideologies and these and these uh, these these people behind this. They use them as pawns. This is the saddest thing. I, 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 I you know, it's it, it has nothing to do with liberating children from anything, but enslaving them and using them as pawns. I mean, you know, wh wh what do you what do you think about that? 
Well, the woman said that it, that sex education is vital for children. Stop and think about that for a minute. That, that's a ridiculous statement. For the entirety of of, uh, of civilization history, there's been no sex education until just in the recent few uh, past few decades. Well, if it's vital, then how did we get here? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, it has something to do maybe insane. with our nature, huh, Tom? <laughs> yeah, with right. with natural law, and you know when you get back to Plato and Aristotle, that's what they taught. You know, this is natural law. This is nature's law. It does not take a, a genius no. uh, to to, uh, and to and I don't need a PhD, obviously, to figure out that sex has something to do with babies and bonding. And yeah, uh, not, you take, don't need a big class in it. You can. You can get a few instructions from your dad or whatever it might be when on you know on your wedding night, and that's about all you need. And I, what I we've done that. is, yeah, I mean, totally distort this, huh? I mean, we bring pornography in the schools, and and you know, we talked about all of the um, the 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 anal sex and and you know uh, fisting and uh, and I mean, one thing after another, it's just sick sick stuff. <laughs> and at the end of the day, again, you get back to why i mean why are we allowing it first of all but here's what happens at the end of the day i just read a u.n report that 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 says now anti-lgbt religious beliefs are not protected uh human rights anymore a key advisor for the united nations suggested in a recent report that discriminatory positions of prejudice are not protected by religious rights freedom a report one advocacy group said could have exceptionally radical implications for Bible-believing Christians. So this is what it is at the end of the day. At the end of the day, we're going to teach our kids all this stuff. And then when parents, to your earlier point, somehow we figured this out on our own. Well, before the church and, and parents would instruct their children on you know the birds and the bees. Some did it well, some didn't do it well. Uh, but obviously the schools are, are really not doing it well. Is that that this is a way... Uh, for anybody that stands up against these things now to persecute them. These ideologues have got themselves set up to the point where now the UN, uh, there's churches now that talk about this, certainly our school, our government in, in the United States and Western democracies across the uh, the world are now censoring speech and now coming after, like you said, white, uh, white, white, white supremacists. Well, the worst are white Christian people that have that hold an American flag, right? I mean, and so we don't want those people around anymore. And what better way to attack them now uh, that say that if you don't believe these ideologies and the way we're indoctrinating your children, uh, then uh, we're we're going to censor you and take you out of the public square. They're already doing it in Canada again. How did we get here if this is such a vital area of education? Mm-hmm. How did we how did how did all of us how did there come to be what eight billion people on earth now mm-hmm. who got there without any sex education at all? Think about those eight billion people. So many of them today are are enslaved, uh, are living under uh, dictatorships, totalitarian systems, uh, and a and a freedom now that we found in the Western uh and Western democracies, republics, are based on Judeo-Christian principles. I mean, look at you know. Let's call a spade a spade. You know, there's you know the it, it, there's evil behind all this. If you really want to know the why, 
uh, you, you could look no further than than Satan himself is behind all this, and he would love nothing else than to take uh, God out uh, to to d- destroy Omago Day marriage in the family and reduce the church to to nothing, and 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 then and then the rest of the culture will fall. And uh, we've seen this over and over in history, Tom, and, and that's how important your article, greatest threat uh, uh, in our culture, is what we teach kids. And it gets back to uh, what we just said with Plato, the two most important questions. Who's going to teach the children and what's going to be taught to them? It's not only evil, it's the fools that are complicit with the evil. And we have a, a lot of people that are foolishly following um, this kind of philosophy when they don't even understand what it's doing. It isn't only the evil people that are bringing us down. It's people that refuse to stand up and say no to the evil. Tom, you wrote in here, and let's and let me uh, just say here: children need to be raised with the clearly understood values, preferably Christian values. If parents don't have a clear understanding of a biblical worldview, and less than ten percent of Christians do, then they need to educate themselves to pass it along to children. The Bible identifies three kinds of people. To your point here, the wise person, the foolish person, and then the evil person. Right. So, you know, the 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 wise person, you know, people that have this, you know, wisdom, true wisdom of of what it means to be a human being and how to educate children are are really in the minority now. Uh the evil person is probably not a, not not the majority either, but those those fools that you're talking about, the lemmings that just follow this propaganda right. without thinking for themselves. Uh I you know, that's really the danger right now, you know. Uh, you well, that is anyone that doesn't have a biblical worldview. Yeah. And then it allows the predators, whether sexual predators or other kind of predators, uh, and they target, uh, and you see that today, Tom, the the, the children that, that grow up in dysfunctional families sometimes that are alone, unprotected. I mean, the best protection for children is, is a stable family, right? And yes. when you see that coming down, or you see children in good families that, and 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 maybe they're on the autism spectrum, or or whatever for whatever reason they're targeted by predators. You're an expert in that, uh, Tom, and they really go after them. And 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 the sad thing is, uh, is that many teachers now are are doing this. They're they're picking out those children. You, we have these videos that we've seen. Uh, where teachers pick out someone maybe on the autism spectrum, isolate them, get them into these uh, Gleason clubs, and uh, and they're and they're they're you know they're no longer alone because they feel like somebody accepted them, and now they're in the LBGTQ groups, and um, the next thing you know, they're on uh, puberty blockers. Right. Well, that that happens with kids mostly with kids where the parents aren't. Um... Uh, and the family isn't engaged with each other. The the families where um, uh, the children are protected are those that they know what each other is doing. They're they're interested in what's happening to them. They they accompany them to uh, baseball games and football games that the kids are in, or whatever it might be. They're they're actively involved with each other, and it's the the, the vulnerable ones, the ones that are kind of loners that have. Uh, uh, you know, maybe a single uh, parent household where the parent is too busy. Those are the ones that the that the predators seek out. The ones where there isn't a lot of supervision or close close family ties that uh, um, that would interfere with what the predator wants to do. 
So the closer you can be, the more active you actively involved you can be with your with your kids, the better you are. And you know, my thinking today is that uh, I don't think any kid under the age of eighteen should have a should have one of these smartphones. Um, you know, I, I think that the the worst thing for kids today is is uh, the social media because that adds to their confusion. It adds to their their discontent. It separates people from each other and their family. Um, there, there's very little that's good about social media. It doesn't give them a sense of really belonging. It gives them a sense of of um, being on the outs if they don't get enough likes or if they don't if if somebody doesn't uh, uh, pay enough attention to them. So, and it also target makes them an easier target for predators. Um, one of the one of the things that uh, most people aren't aware of is the is that children themselves are the source of of the majority of the child pornography that's available on the internet now because through uh, sexting they, somebody gets them to take pictures of themselves and and send it out and then that gets shared and shared and shared so then it becomes part of a a, a continuing uh, building body of, uh, of, uh, of pornography that's available on the internet forever. Yeah. Sad stuff going on Tom. We got to wake up, huh? We got to wake yes. up and, and look right. at, you know, I don't know when parents lost uh, their sense of responsibility as the primary educators of their kids, but we certainly have, we've given that over to, to the state and public school systems and we're going to have to take that back or uh well, or we're going to face the consequences that's the way it well goes. we've been encouraged to use the use uh, to consider the teachers and the and the government as proxies for the parents the parents are being encouraged to do that and and being told that these are the experts these are the ones who know best um uh it, it's a lie yeah. it's it's another one of the we ought to add that to the lies of government <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. That list is getting long, my friend. <laughs> yes, hey, it Tom, is. it's been good to be with you. We'll continue this conversation uh, next week, huh? Okay. See you then. Hey, God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 